10 a.m., then enjoy the ride ending up back at the No Name for the final draw. Kickstands up at noon. Ride or drive for a great cause. The Christmas Wish Poker Run, Saturday, September 24th. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. ERA Carroll Realty, Wyoming Corporate Office, and First Federal Bank and Trust ask you to help them fill the bus with food for the food group and the 700 area school children assisted with weekend meals. It'll be as easy as shopping at Albertsons while the food group bus is there on Saturday, September 24th. Donate a food item from the food list found on sharedomedia.com or on location. Cash donations are always welcome. Come on, Sheridan, let's fill the bus for the food group Saturday, September 24th at Albertsons, making a difference one kid at a time. You know, the pioneers crossed the vast wilderness in covered wagons, yet today a lot of their offspring actually have to set alarms to remind them when to drink water. If you're needing water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in locating water, drilling and pumps, even solar-powered water wells. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service in the Country Bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. Water. From Broadway to the Y.O. Theater screen, it's the fabulously sassy musical Kinky Boots. Tonight at 6 p.m., this award-winning musical celebrates a joyous story of Brit grit to high-heeled hit, and it takes you from the factory floor in Northampton to the glamorous catwalks of Milan with songs by Grammy and Tony-winning pop icon Cyndi Lauper. Tickets for Kinky Boots can be purchased now at the Y.O. Theater box office or online at yotheater.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning, I am joined by Sheridan County Sheriff's Office Sergeant Devereaux Johnson and Deputy Nate Nydig. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Doing well. Go ahead and pull that microphone just a little into it. Thank you very much. Now, how are things down at the sheriff's office this month? Because it's been about a month since you and I right. spoke. Yeah, they're great. And on top of that, it's not 102 degrees. Out, right. So yeah. We're, we're, the doing, <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> the fall has uh, has begun to arrive. I think. Right. Is today the first day of fall? It is. Yep. I, it is. Yep. So we're finally here. Thank yep. God. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I know it. Now, now, time. hopefully, this season will actually last a little bit longer than most falls around this area. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not ready for the snow just yet, <laughs> but uh, I, I am appreciating uh, what's going on outside. Deputy Nydig, how long have you been with the sheriff's office? Uh, coming up on right at about a year. A year. Yep. Uh, how How's your first year been? Uh it's. It's been good. Big learning curve. Yeah. Um, I came from a city police department in Denver, so being in the county is much different, but um, I like it thus far. What would you say are the stark contrasts from going from something like the, a, a big city? I mean, that is a large metropolitan area sure. growing every year to a smaller community like this. Sure. Well, uh, something I had to get used to is everyone knowing who you are yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and knowing your name and a first name basis and stuff like that. Um, the biggest thing is it's such a, uh, a larger area. I mean, we cover such, you know, 2,500 square miles mm-hmm. as compared to, you know, something much smaller and more dense. So, you know, learning that, uh, there may not be another cop around the corner or a deputy around the corner to come help. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just knowing that, where you're at at all times, letting people know where you are, um, and then just kind of immersing yourself in the community and letting people know who you are. What brought you up here? Um, I wanted a better place to raise my family. Yeah. So I got two little ones, and, um, you know, the 
Denver is a different place um, than it used to be. And we came up and visited. I have some family that lives up here. Um, and we came up and visited them a couple times and just decided that this is, this is the place we wanted to raise our family. Yeah, you know, I hear that a lot. A lot of people are escaping, for lack of a better term, right. the metropolitan area, yep. uh, especially after COVID. Um, you know, big movement out to the country to raise your family and values, uh, shared values among individuals coming in. That's, that's another thing that I've heard. I've gotten a chance to talk to a few people in, in great professions who've decided, you know what, the city's not for me and my family anymore. Yeah. Yeah, When I was a single guy, it was great to live down there. It was fantastic. But now that I've got little ones, I want to go somewhere else and uh, they're coming here and it's great to hear when when did you decide law enforcement is for me? You know, I kind of always, you know, since I've been little, I always wanted to do something along the lines of, you know, police officer or firefighter or something like that. Um, after college, I started uh, with UPS, um, did the whole thing. Yes, I wore the short shorts. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping that the sheriff's office will transition and let us wear those. As of right it gets now, hot out there. Yeah, yeah, especially in the summer, you know, 100 degrees, shorts would be nice. Um but, you know, after that, I, I made the transition to law enforcement, and um, I would do it 100 times again. It's yeah. Been a great career. And, and so that, that drive for service has always been there. Yeah. Uh, ever since you can remember. Yep. And so you've always wanted to put that badge on. What, you know, I was in Denver, what, last weekend? Mm-hmm. And, and this is going to be a silly observation, but we were walking down the street, 16th uh, Street, market or mall Uh, yeah mall. yeah the mall Mm -hmm. and there was every black spot on that sidewalk i i looked at my daughter and i said that's that's gum yeah you know and it's just there's so much of it and i know that seems like a very small observation but really what it was for me was eye-opening to how people are treating their city right and it's you know i thought well interesting that's kind of heartbreaking in a way you know just because the sheer amount of it there wasn't there wasn't a city block without 50, 60 of these things. Yeah. And it seems like something very small, but yeah. It definitely does seem like yeah. there's a lot more, people take a lot more pride in the city and, and you know, their surroundings and stuff here. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, everything is always very nice and uh, well-kept. And it's, I mean, it's clear that, like I said, people take a lot of pride where they live here. Absolutely. And, and you know, I don't, want, <clears throat> I don't want people to feel like I'm digging on Denver. If you like the city, that's, that's perfectly fine. It's just, I, I see contrast yeah you know right. to, to the way things are done now why the sheriff's office you said you worked with like a city department so yep. i'm a police sure uh but when you came up here you thought you know what i'm going for the sheriff's office what what was that driving factor um so i i live in the county and so i wanted to uh work where i could affect the community that i'm living in right so i can make um a difference in the places that my kids are going to go to school and yeah. uh, the people that I'm going to live with and my neighbors. Um, so to be able to directly affect that was very important to me. So that's why I chose the sheriff's office. Yeah. Great reason. Yeah, Great reason. Be out there and, and help out your neighbors. Absolutely. Right. You know, uh, yeah. same reason why I'm sure a lot of the, the officers here in the city said, you know what? City police. Yeah. Uh, now uh, you sent me something, an LEO sergeant. What's an LEO? So just a basic, um, you know, acronym for the law enforcement officer of, you know, whatever area they're in. Um, yeah, just a, an, an, an easy acronym on my side. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Anything, yeah. You know? yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, are you a hunter? I am. You are. Yep. Uh, how long have you hunted around? Um, so I started hunting probably when I was 10 or 11. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I kind of uh, tapered off a little because... Uh, Colorado is very, very busy with hunters, um, but I plan on definitely getting back into it now that I'm up here. Yeah, so. yeah. Now, many hunting seasons already in full swing. Others are going to begin next month. Right. Sergeant Johnson, what should we know? Well, I mean, right off the bat, um, you know, like you say, if things are in full swing, people are up there. Uh, there's lots of folks around. The calls are already starting to come on. People have probably seen on social media already that, you know, there's overdue hunters, overdue people, um, just some of these concerns that come up every year. Uh, and so it's in, in our opinion at the sheriff's office, it's important that we keep these things in mind and that we uh, make sure that we're reminding the public and, and the hunters that are going up to start making plans of, hey, if I'm going hunting, 
I'm making preparations past just myself and knowing that I'm going to go hunting for the day or the next few days. Um, you know, and that's, that can look from anything as far as just taking the easy steps of saying, Hey, I'm, I'm calling my coworker or I'm, I'm calling my brother or my cousin, somebody and saying, Hey, I'm going hunting for the next few days. This is where I plan on being, um, yeah. you know, and these are the preparations that I've made. This is the vehicle that I'm driving. Um, you know, this is the route that I'm thinking I might take. I may be back in the wilderness for a while, you know, just things like that. Cause you're not getting a hold of anybody, um, while you're up there. And if you do, it's cause you're up on top of one of the peaks or, you know, one of the mountains yeah. or you just know a spot where you might get a bar of service, you know? Um, so we want to make sure we're, we're trying to remind the public of, and the hunters of, of, uh, just some of these basic preparations you can make of, um, not only protecting yourself, but potentially your entire hunting party too. Um, and when we're talking about especially elk season. I mean, we're talking about massive animals that you're, you're, you're trying to go in and, and, um, tag out on and packing one of them out. Isn't easy. <laughs> yeah. Know, I've only done it a couple of times and I, I for sure can, you know, attest that it's, it's not a, you know, um, a, an hour long event, you know, you're, you're out there, you're back, back in, you're trying to make the steps, um, as easy as possible, but you're going to be back in for a while. Um, so, you know, it's, it's little things like, remembering past just basics of food and water, but telling people where you're going, using technology, but not relying on it, you know, carry a map, you know, batteries die, die in GPS devices. I mean, this is something that luckily in the Bighorns, I think we have a, a base of um, our public that really enjoys to go up and utilize the Bighorns for hunting season. But I think we all know that we see a lot of out of state um, tags come in and here we are, you know, where you might have somebody who just isn't familiar with the area that they're going to rely on a GPS, take a map with you, plan your routes, um, figure out where exactly you're going to try and go. And then other little things like packing first aid kits, fire starters. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's things, uh, for locator devices like pen flares or signal mirrors, things like that. But they even have, uh, I think they're called spots is like one example of things you can get for a lot of snowmobilers wear them. Um, where you can press the the button if, you know, I think most of the time they're utilized for if you're involved in an avalanche or something like that. Oh, and it sends out like a signal. Correct. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. just some of these things that'll make your life much easier if you're found in that situation. Because none of us want to be there, right? Like, that's not the that's not the goal of going yeah, that's hunting. That's not the ideal. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. But things happen, you know. I mean, especially if you're on your own, you know. I mean, you twist an ankle, you, you know, you go over the wrong log and you take a spill and break a leg, you know. I mean, who knows? So just take some of these... Um, other precautions in mind, but I think one of the biggest things that we see um, is overdue hunters and making sure that you're telling people where you're going. And if that plan changes, tell somebody, find a way of, I mean, if that means you got to come down and say, Hey, I, I uh, uh, decided I'm going to go to the other side of, of the hunting area, or, you know, I you stop in at one of the lodges and make the phone call just so people are aware of where you plan on being. Because uh, there's people out there that care about you, so they'll be calling. <laughs> and yeah. ultimately, the Bighorns is a huge area. Um, I mean, even just the portion that's in Sheridan County. So, you know, it's it can get pretty uh, it can get pretty difficult on our end or search and rescues end if we have an idea of where they might be. But that's better than not having any idea of where somebody is. Because where do you start at yeah. that point? You know, that, that, what a daunting. Right. I, I mean, I mean, we're talking about a huge mountain range. So just some of these things that are, are helpful to keep in mind, especially, again, that's not the goal. We're not going out to, to get lost, but things happen. So and, and every year, hunters go missing in the U.S. And, and too many times, you know, without any kind of explanation. Right. Uh, there's documentaries made on this <clears throat> yeah. uh, where hunters have gone off, you know, 10 feet from the trail. And then they're, when their buddies come back to pick them up, they're just gone. Right. In one instance, the only thing that they found or have found is a wrapper from a candy bar. And, and this particular case that I'm talking about, it was an older gentleman. He was like close to 80 years old sitting on a rock. Yeah. And and his hunting party kind of separated. He, he was just there to basically shoot at anything that ran by. Right. When they went back to pick him up, vanished <clears throat> off yeah. the face of the earth. And right. it just blows my mind that this can happen yeah. in the wilderness. And in some circumstances, I mean, we're talking about areas that people know they've been to these spots before, you know, they're, they're confident in their ability because they know where they, they feel like they're going, but yeah, and, anything can happen. So. And you've got that situation and this has happened to, to me before getting back up in there, uh, over in star Valley. I know the area I'm not worried. And then it snowed on me. Right. And I turned around 
and everything looked different. Yeah. different. Yeah. You know, if if I wasn't where I was, I, and a, as I was walking out, I thought, you know, I'd be lost. If right. I wasn't in this draw that I know will come out in this road, I'd be completely lost right, right now. Just because of that small change in the way that the environment looks. Right. And it can happen to anybody yep. at any point. So even if you don't use cell phones, maybe you're not into that kind of stuff, but uh, leave a note. You know, yeah. you can leave a note, I'm heading up to area whatever. If that doesn't work, I'll head to area whatever and just leave it on the counter. Sure, absolutely. You know, yeah. let folks know where you're heading, people. That way we don't have these horrible situations that happen now and then. Now, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, some roadway safety and yet another new scam that's going around. More with the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office coming up. This is Public Pulse on 930K early and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, Visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. The 5th Annual Wild Film Festival presents The Outside Circle. Much as I've thought about, you know, what cowboying means and its relevance to modern society, I mean, of course, there's, you know, there's the production of beef, which is, helps feed the world. And I think that's really important to ranchers. I don't think that's so important to cowboys. The Wild Film Festival presents The Outside Circle. I think they're aware, like we represent an American ideal. A film sharing stories from cowboys, Western artists, ranchers, and Native Americans bringing their perspective and way of life to our world today. The Wild Film Festival, presented by ERA Carroll Realty, September 30th to October 2nd in Sheridan. See the lineup and get your tickets at wildfilmfest.org. I really hate to say this, but winter is coming. It's time to think about getting your vehicle ready for Wyoming winter roads. Here's a tip to help you save some bank. Go see Tim or Joel at Midas for September specials on all things necessary to keep you safely on the road this winter. Tires, brakes, fluids, battery, and tune-ups. You can save on the repairs you need while getting peace of mind knowing your car is in the hands of experts. Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Prime Rib Brunch at the Ramada Plaza by Wyndham is in Sheridan every Sunday from 9 a.m. till 2 p.m. In addition to succulent, grade-A choice prime rib, you'll enjoy plenty of breakfast entrees, brunch side dishes, and desserts. Adults are $26, seniors $20, kids 6 to 11 are $15, and kids 5 and under are free. No reservations necessary. Just show up every Sunday for the Prime Rib Brunch from 9 till 2 at the Ramada Plaza in Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am joined by Sheridan County Sheriff's Office Sergeant Devereaux Johnson and Deputy Nate Nydig. Now, we've been discussing some safety considerations for hunters as the season gets into full swing. We're going to switch gears on you right now. Sergeant, can you tell me what's going on with the striping on West 5th Street? Yeah, so they've restriped and redesignated uh, the parking allowance on West Fifth Street, just adjacent to the Black Blacktooth Park up there, um, some of the soccer fields and all that stuff's up there. So it was restriped, um, and I mean, mainly it was for safety reasons to not allow parking on the north side of the road. 
Um, so if you're if you're looking, uh, if you're driving up West Fifth Street, it would be on your on your right. It'll be on the north side of the road, um, and obviously on West Fifth Street from Sheridan. Uh, but some of the some of the issue is that ultimately there's been a, a traffic increase during events. I mean, we have this beautiful park up there with the soccer fields and all that. I mean, something that people are loving to take advantage of and using. Um, however, uh, there's just been some issues with pedestrians and young children darting out into the roadway because they want to cross and they're trying to get over to their vehicles on the right side of the road, which is across the street from the black, from the actual black tooth park. So the striping allows for parking on the South side of the road now. So nothing on the North side of the road. Okay. Park on the south side. Um, I mean, and folks obviously are generally aware when there's events going on up there because there's lots of traffic up there. There's lots of people, lots of parking. So we're just trying to make sure we're doing our part and reminding and, and making sure people are aware that, um, sure, you know, Fifth Street is somewhat of a wide road in, in some sense of the word. Um, it's by no means an interstate or a highway necessarily, but, uh, you know, we have to make sure that we're taking precautions for pedestrians and kids because that's ultimately what's going on up there is we're talking about events um, for the most part where we're involving young kids playing soccer and things like that. So uh, you get up there, please take note of the of the striping on the 5th Street, um, park on the south side of the road, and, you know, just be aware of um, the reasons behind it aren't to limit parking. We're yeah. just trying to take care of folks. So. Absolutely. And, and, you know, little ones... They're, they're not thinking about that kind right. of stuff. You know, yeah. we, we try to tell them all the time, look both ways. And this, yeah. But they are kids. Right. And they're more excited about hitting that field and jumping in the game yeah. or meeting up with their team. <laughs> right. That's what they're focused on. Yeah. And we as adults, as motorists, need to be the responsible ones with our heads on a pivot up there yeah. and make sure that we're watching for that. Uh, now, how just right offhand, if, if you happen to know, what's the speed of that street? So it varies as you get up in, um, it, it goes from 30 to 40, uh, as you get in past the apartments, which I mean, that's still, uh, that's, that's moving. Know, that, that's moving. Yeah. Right? And we talked about this last month where, uh, you know, we're talking about, um, school buses where we brought up, you know, schools and swing and we're, um, just this morning, you know, I'm on my way to, uh, Bighorn schools, um, because we, what we try to be present in these school zones as, as I'm on the highway, you know, there's, um, buses that are stopping on highway 87, uh, to pick kids up, you know, and they're, they're, they have their lights and their stop signs out. And almost this person in front of me, um, decided to, they, they thought they were going to go through there until the last second. They, um, they stop and come to a stop, which is great. You know, they did the right thing and they stopped, but you can see the intention. Yeah. You know, we've got to be aware of these things. Um, so it's no different than, you know, um, just like any other circumstance where we're, like you said, you put it perfectly. We got, we're the adults, uh, we're yeah. the ones behind the wheel. And I discussed it last time that sure, you know, some, some of these parents that have 16 year old drivers and stuff, we have to have, be having these conversations of be aware of where you're supposed to be parking, be aware of the speed limits, be aware of these traffic laws that everything is going to affect another driver. But ultimately um, the most we can do is just try to educate and say, Hey, we have to come to a stop. If we see the bus light on, if you see those yellows flashing uh, before the stop sign comes out, be prepared because they're getting ready to come to a stop so they can pick kids up. And what's the priority? Yeah. The kid gets on the bus, right? Not not that we're five minutes early or late. It's the fact that the kid gets on the bus and makes it to school safe, that's the priority. So. And, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, I had conversations with the highway patrol. Yesterday I had conversations with uh, the PD. And they're seeing more and more of this bus passing, which just blows my mind. Right. You know, uh, I just don't understand. Once Once that bus comes to a stop, and that stop arm is out. It's pretty self-explanatory, right? You right. know, and in five minutes, like you said, getting to work, it ain't worth it. Right. It's not worth the risk, yeah. and it's certainly not worth someone's life, right? Especially the uh, life that hasn't even been lived yet, right? <clears throat> so it's, it. it's, yeah. it's kind of the same thing with the the speed on Fifth Street, right? I mean, even though the speed limit's forty or thirty. Is that the appropriate speed to be going when there's a bunch of kids and soccer players and all that out Yet, there? Great point. Probably not, right? We got to make the decision as adults to maybe go 15 or 10 through there. You know, whatever it right. is, much less than 40 or 30, though, especially with all the kids around. Absolutely. Right. Just because the sign says, this is how fast I can go, it doesn't right. mean that this is the appropriate speed for right. the moment. That's right. a great point, Deputy. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. All right. So uh, moving on, we're running out of time, and I want to get to this scam 
Um, we do have a new scam in the scope this month. Sergeant, what are we looking at? Yeah, so it's, I think we always bring this up. It's unfortunate that I always have a new one to it's talk about anytime one, we're <laughs> right. Um, but unfortunately, you know, this is just part of uh, the reality of the world that we live in. So just be aware of some of these things. But, you know, there's one going around where uh, somebody might get a phone call and uh, the person making the call would say, hey, it looks like your your phone was hacked through the application store and a fraudulent purchase was made. So, um, you know, if you have an iPhone, it's I think it's the um, Apple store, I think. And if it's a Android, it's the I think it's called the, the Play Store, I think is what it is. Any place that you would down, download like the Facebook app. Or a like game. That. Right, a game, yeah. something like that. So they would say, hey, you were you were hacked, um, a fraudulent purchase was made. And so what they'll do is ask you to open your phone, go to the app store, download a specific app that they'll tell you to download under the guise of, hey, we're going to um, help you, um, excuse me, we're going to help you get your money back by actually using our app to do this. Again, you know, it's it's not the craziest thing to, to think that somebody would be able to download an app and help you get out of, you know, some kind of issue that you had with the Play Store or the, you know, the right. Apple Store. Um, so, I mean, the basis of it isn't completely out there like in some of the other things we've discussed. But then they'll have you enter your, your bank information, your personal information, home address, um, you know, anything that they can try and get from uh, you and utilize against you ultimately to say hey now we've got your bank info and then you will have a fraudulent um issue on your hands so the the best uh route to go is that if you have concerns i you know we've mentioned this before that um just hang up if you have if you have concerns you know don't don't play into it and then call law enforcement call the sheriff's office call the police department law enforcement officer would be happy to discuss it with you and go from there but the the reality is that if you had a fraudulent purchase on your, your, your checking account or credit card, that charge would come up. So even if you want to call your, your credit card company or your, your checking account company, whatever you have, um, you know, you can always call them and say, Hey, is this real? Is this something that's actually on there? Because they're the ones that are going to be able to help you get that money back anyway. That's Um, right. So it's, it's by all means call law enforcement. But if you have concerns, we've said it before, hang, hang the phone call up. If it's legit, there will be a way to contact these people in the future, and they'll understand, right? And but you can start with your just start with your banking information first, and make sure that everything's on above the board and you know looks as it should. So. You know, I think a lot of individuals are worried about you know. Well, I, I I'm in the middle of this. I can't hang up and be rude to this person. Be rude right. to that person, right? Yeah. You know, you can the, always call them back. <laughs> you can always call them back, right? And and if you're telling me that you're calling from my bank, and I hang up on you. That individual uh, at that bank, let's say that they are legitimate. They're going to be like, okay, they're taking the safe route. That's that's the wisest right. decision. Yeah. People they're going to understand. understand. Correct. Yeah. And, and they're going to be like, okay, they'll be calling back in this situation. When they do, just give them back to me and everything will be fine. Right. That same situation, just so folks know, has happened to me right here. You know, I got a call. They said they had all my old address information telling me that I owed a bill from when I lived in this area or that area. And I was like, man, I'm pretty sure I was on the level when I moved out of there. Right. So instead of giving them what they wanted, because they wanted, I think it was like $280 or something. Right. I, I just hung up and called the company. And they said, nope, that's, that is not us. And, and just remember, folks, you know, if they're asking for money, if they're asking for bank information, hang up the phone. I have never heard of a bank calling a customer and asking for that type of information. Right. I have never heard of that. Yeah. They will be willing to work with you if you hang up, call the company back. Uh, well, we've run out of time, gentlemen. Yeah. I greatly Always appreciate understood. you guys coming in. Uh, yeah. Deputy, it's great meeting you. Thank yeah, you for coming into the show. I hope to yeah, see you again. It. Absolutely. All right. We'll see him again. Good, good. (laughs) You guys be safe out there, and thank you for everything that you do for us. Appreciate that. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to the food group on their upcoming event, Build a Bus. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. 
Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 672-0785. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native, and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. With Hammer Chevrolet, the official first day of fall, September 22nd. That means hunting, travel time with the kids. Make sure your vehicle's tires are in good shape. Bob, bring your vehicle in and we'll help you select the right tires from a host of top tire brands. All our tires come with our price matching guarantee. Provide us with a better price at the time of purchase, we'll match it. If you find a better price within 30 days of purchase, we'll refund the difference. That's how confident we are. You can't beat our tire prices. Call or go online, hammerchevy.com, to schedule your appointment 107 East Alger. Ride for a great cause. Old Man G, Buddies, RC, and Sheridan Media coming together again Saturday, September 24th for the 10th Annual Poker Run to benefit the Christmas Wish Campaign, helping people in need during the holidays. Ride or drive for only $10 a poker hand. Sign-ups start at the no-name at 10 a.m., then enjoy the ride ending up back at the no-name for the final draw. Kickstands up at noon. Ride or drive for a great cause. The Christmas Wish Poker Run, Saturday, September 24th. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. September is Hunger Action Month, and Hunger Action Day this year is tomorrow, September 23rd. And joining me to talk about this and their upcoming event, Phil the Bus, is the Executive Director of the Food Group, Carrie McMeans, and Program Director, Elizabeth Moore. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you. And Carrie, welcome back to the show. It's Thank always you. great having you here. I love the food group. Love what you guys do over there. Uh, a major effort to keep kids fed. Uh, so why is September the month that we choose to observe hunger in the nation? So September marks Hunger Action Month, as you just said, and it's a time to bring awareness to food access disparities in our community and come together to help feed our neighbors um, who are struggling to put food on the table. Um, Hunger Action Month takes place every September, again, to raise awareness and to encourage action that will put an end to hunger, both at a local and a national level. So um, an example of food insecurity or food scarcity, as far as numbers go, it affects about 12 million children in the U.S. And we're just talking about children, um, not, not adults. Um, and um, right here in Sheridan, or excuse me, in Wyoming, it affects about 2,300 children. Excuse me, 23,000 children right here in Wyoming. I liked that first number a lot better, Carrie. Yes, 23,000. 23,000 kids in our own state. Yes, and in Sheridan County, um, in 2017, Feeding America said, uh, reported that there was about 970 kids in Sheridan County. We're in 2022, um, and that mun- that number is much greater today. With everything that's gone on, you know, inflation, gas prices, uh, supply chain issues, are you seeing more people come through your door? What we're noticing is 
yes, more people coming through our door and more people contacting us. And um, we're talking about two parent families. Both parents are working and uh, it's difficult to make ends meet. And still not able to, to fill that gap. Right. That is heartbreaking in this day and age. Two parents working and they still can't get the amount of food on the table that they need. Wow. Um, how, how can we, uh, uh, listeners, myself, all of us, how can we show our support tomorrow for Hunger Action Day? What's the best way that we can do that? Well, there are a lot of different ways. Um, first of all, this weekend we're, we're doing our fill, first Fill the Bus weekend. Um, and the next two weekends we'll do our Fill the Bus campaign. Um, we, where you have the opportunity to purchase food for the food group. So we accept food donations, monetary donations. They have an amazing army of volunteers that help every week and every month um, get food out to our community. And so we can volunteer. Mm-hmm. We can head down to the store. We can pick up a couple bags of food, and we can fill the bus. Now, for those who may not know, let's, let's, let's reach back here. Tell me about the food group. And just exactly what you do here within Sheridan County. Well, the food group seeks to alleviate childhood hunger in Sheridan County by providing nourishment to children. And um, we started out in 2010 with our flagship program called the Weekend Food Bag. And the Weekend Food Bag was designed to address the needs, uh, food needs for children over the weekend. So we have about 45% of children in Sheridan County who are on free and reduced meals and receive those meals um, in school. But food is not a guarantee on the weekend. And so the food group uh, uh, was designed and, and formed to address this need and help feed children over the weekend and make sure that they're arriving back to school on Monday mornings ready to learn rather than ready to eat. Uh, We have several other programs, and our program director, Elizabeth Moore, can uh, describe some of those and um, tell you how we feed children in other ways. Elizabeth, this this thing has grown uh, from, from, and I don't want to say just, uh, uh, you know, the weekend program, but it has grown from the weekend program. Mm -hmm. What other programs have you guys got going on down there? We also have teen pantries in the junior highs and high schools. All the junior highs and high schools in Sheridan County have teen pantries. So a lot of times at at the junior high and high school level, kids don't want to take a food bag home. And so we have pantries, and it looks different in every school, but they can go into the pantry, get food, hygiene items, clothing in a lot of cases, and just get what they need, um, put it in their backpack. Um, for the weekend or or throughout the day. Wow, wow! So if if I'm in one of these junior highs or high school, and I just need a snack, maybe I'm I, I'm hungry. I didn't, I skipped breakfast. I can go to this food pantry, grab a bite to eat, and I'm good. I, I owe nothing to anybody. Right. Right. We have some amazing champions in our schools that. Uh, we are in contact with, and they let us know what they need. They let us know when they run out of things. Um, they're in contact with those kids every day and try to make it as comfortable as possible for those kids to come and get what they need. And I think that's a big part of it. I mean, we've all been junior high and high school kids. And, you know, it's, I don't want to use the word embarrassing, but it can be, huh? Like for those kids, they don't want to show that, yeah, I need this back at the house. So I can kind of do it incognito and take what I need and head back to the house. And, and I think that's absolutely amazing. You're probably getting much more participation in that due to that than, than maybe we even realize. Uh, yeah. And also having kids in the schools that are champions for their peers, too. There are a lot of school, uh, kids that are involved with a food group in, in the summers, um, they're on different teams that help fill weekend food bags. They go to the pantries, let me know what they need. Oh, wow. And, um, and let their peers know that that's available. And, and it's not just food. Like you said, we've got hygiene items, clothing. I mean, really doing our best to meet the needs of children here. Now, the Fill the Bus event, tell me what exactly this is. 
Uh, and, and let's just break down the program itself. We have a bus out there. Right. We have the uh, food group minibus. And um, what we're trying to do really essentially is bring the community together. If they're out shopping for their groceries for the week, uh, why not come out and, and purchase a few things for kids in Sheridan County? And we'd love to see the bus completely full with food. I think last year we we I think we were very successful and we received about 3,500 pounds of food nice. last year. We'd like to beat that number this year. And um, we can do that between this Saturday on the 24th and next Saturday on October 1st. So we'll meet at Albertsons this Saturday from 10 to 2 and next Saturday at Ridley's from 10 to 2. 3,500 pounds. What does that look like in a bus? It's pretty full. It's pretty yeah. full. <laughs> it's pretty full, but it wasn't completely full. <laughs> but that is a pretty fuller. full bus. Yeah, yeah. Well, it always could, right? Where did this idea come from? Uh, this fill the bus idea. Who came up with this? Actually, the the idea. Uh, Bob Grammons brought the idea to me last summer. This is our second annual fill the bus, and Bob said, "Hey, you have that bus there. Let's do something. Let's let's have some fun with that. And what could we do?" And it just fell into place with September Action Hunger Action Awareness Month, and also back to school. Um, just fell into place. My goodness, Bob did this. Bob, did Bob, Bob had the idea. Bob had the idea. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm going to have to give him a pat on the back today. What a fantastic <laughs> idea. And now, how is this food going to be used in the greater Sheridan community? Are, are we going to... How does the food group work? If I mean, can I go down to the food group and basically shop? Is that is that a possibility, or is this just for programs? Most of this will be used in our programs. So our program is anonymous. We don't know the kids that we serve. Yeah. Um, we don't know their families. Our contacts are at the schools. And so the, the counselors or the nurses, whoever, our contact is at the school lets us know how many kids they have that need food on the weekends. Um, they let us know what they need for their teen pantries. And so we have a food group headquarters, but it is... Um, a place that we send food out of to the schools gotcha. and, and to the locations where kids are. Okay, so it's, it's, it's not like a little store. This is more of like a storage unit, and then we send it out from there. Now, um, before I go too much farther, because I want to talk about reusable bags, because those are, those are pretty handy. You ran summer programs as well. We did. We how did. did the, I, I'm just curious, how did those go this year? The summer programs were... Um, wildly successful again, uh, Books in a Bite. We see all kids uh, and families coming to Books in a Bite. Uh, we don't know if they're in need or not. It's open and free to all children. And um, so we see a, a wide range of people, uh, which is, is exciting, and that's, and that's the goal. And then also the camp in a park that we partnered with uh, the YMCA, and we saw a lot of kids for camp in a park every Wednesday, somewhere about 20 to 25 kids. So this summer we served over 2,000 kids between wow. both programs. And um, I'm sure some of those were repeats, but we doubled the amount of kids attending programs this year in comparison to last year. Wow, you doubled it in a year. Yes. Or we're hoping to triple it next year, mm -hmm. right? It'd be great. <laughs> so these programs are going to continue on. Uh, now, when it comes to programs, do you guys have like a brainstorming session? Do you all sit around and decide, you know what, let's come up with something new? They've kind of evolved over the years uh, as far as like our teen pantries, our little free pantries that are around town, the little newspaper vending machines that have been painted to look different. Um, we've grown that from three little free pantries to 18 little free pantries. And, and they've evolved because we've seen a need yeah. or a need has been brought to our attention. And, and how can we reach more kids? Yeah. That, that's why these programs are in place because we're trying to figure out how to reach kids where they're at. If they're not taking a weekend food bag home or if it's summer vacation or Christmas or spring break and they're not in school, how can we still get food to them? Yeah. And so those have kind of grown out of those discussions. Well, and, and I mean, fantastic way to do that because you're right. A lot of times kids won't take that. 
And so like we were talking about before, these pantries, they offer me a way to get the food without having to go and pick something up. Now, the reusable bags. This is something you wanted to talk about. These are all over the place. I see them, you know, people take them shopping, and, and you're, you're asking folks to purchase food using re- reusable bags. Why? We would love that people bring their food in reusable bags. So we're having a reusable bag drive currently. And um, the reason that we are encouraging people to bring food in reusable bags is so that we can redistribute our weekend food bags that go out to kids, um, primarily our elementary kids, in a reusable bag. And the purpose behind that is it reduces uh, shame and stigma. Mm-hmm. And um, because they're not carrying a bag that identifies that they may identify with that I'm in need and I'm different from those uh, other students around them. They're just carrying a bag that maybe they have gym clothes in or um, something that every one of us would carry around every day. They're, um, having different bags is also important. So um, just any reusable bag that would probably fit a full-size cereal box, um, a few items like that is important. Um, size of the bag does matter. We can't have too small or too big, but just kind of that traditional uh, reusable bag, grocery bag style is nice. Carrie, if someone out there is listening and they're like, you know what, I could go down and just buy a bunch of bags. Absolutely. You'd be okay with that. We would someone like that too. <laughs> stopping by the food group and just dropping off a van load of bags. Yes. That, th- that's in a perfect world. Uh, well, a semi-perfect world. But uh, if you want to just take bags down there, go for it. Uh, now, when and where, one more time, and, and I'm going to do this to you again, fill the bus. Fill the bus this Saturday, September 24th at Albertsons from 10 to 2. We will have um, our food group flyer, and on the back of our flyer, we will have a food drive suggestion list, so a, li- a shopping list for people to shop off of. Um, we'll also um, share some numbers about how we impact um, children in our community and what our pro- how the impact of our programs in- within the community. Well, that's fantastic. So, so you'll be posted up out there. I stop by the bus. Uh, you guys have like a table and a tent, maybe a canopy. Right. Tommy and Bell will be there. Our bus will be there. Uh, I think we had some music going last year playing. Can't miss you. Yeah, it's a fun time. <laughs> it's a fun time. A lot of energy. And if you can't meet us this Saturday, we will be at Ridley's next Saturday on October 1st from 10 to 2. So all I need to do is stop by the canopy, grab a shopping list, head inside, get my shopping done, do some side shopping, and drop it off. And drop it off to one of us. That's pretty easy to do. Yes. Now... Uh, let's see. I, we've already talked about the pantries. So let's talk about volunteers. You said that you have an army of volunteers out there. Are you always looking for more? We can, we are, we always have things going on and we can generally plug people in. Um, it might be a little bit of a wait because we, we have a full, um, Docket. we've got everything covered yeah, right now with good. our volunteers. Yeah. Uh, but there are always things that come up. And so we have we have volunteers go on vacation and others that are on my list to fill in as needed. And some some volunteers are there every week, some once a month, and some just for special occasions. Elizabeth, what got you into this? I talked to Missy Hubert a few <laughs> about five and a half years ago. And um I was just, I was a mom that at that time, stay at home mom and coaching track and cross country. And, um, it was a great fit for my family. Um, it was a, a cause that we believed in. Yeah. And, um, it has, especially with our volunteers, when we have a need for a volunteer, it's confirmation to me that we're doing things right. Because then whenever we have a need for a volunteer, one walks through the door and says, what do you need? And we can plug them in and things are taken care of. We have an incredible giving community. And I'm just so grateful to be part of the food group and and working with our community in this way. So, I mean, and I, I can see this is something near and dear to your heart. 
I mean, it, it, it's really touching you. How, and so you've been there for five years. Mm-hmm. Now, as program, uh, program director, uh, what is it that you like most about what you do? I love seeing a community rally around uh, our, our community, rally around kids. And we are, we're called to care for, um, for each other. Yeah. And it's just to see the heart um, behind our, in our volunteers and behind um, not just their giving. They're not, they're not giving just to give. They're giving because they care. The care is there. Mm-hmm. Carrie, one more time. Tell me where I need to be. This Saturday, Albertsons from 10 to 2. So Saturday the 24th. We'll see you at Albertsons from 10 to 2. Bring a reusable bag or buy one and fill it up, or maybe two or three or 10, <laughs> and bring it by the bus. And then again next Saturday at Ridley's Family Market um, from 10 to 2. So this Saturday, Albertsons. Next Saturday on the 1st, uh, Ridley's Family Market from 10 to 2. Carrie, Elizabeth, thank you both for coming in today. I greatly appreciate what you do for the community. You are needed and appreciated. Thank you. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930K Early at 103.9 FM. Shared. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Dan Marshall here with Captain Clean. Your heating and cooling system are the lungs of your home or business, taking air in and breathing it out, directly affecting your indoor air quality. Normal day-to-day activity generates lots of contaminants and air pollutants such as dander, dust, and chemicals. Call today for your free HVAC cleaning estimate. It's 100% free, and nobody has the equipment or expertise to clean HVAC like we do. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Please join Wyoming's Coalition Against Violence and Sexual Assault for the 6th Annual Conference of Violence Prevention and Response. Join them tonight at Luminous Brewhouse for the first Men Speak event. Listen to local storytellers share their personal stories of challenging masculine stereotypes. Some stories are fun, some are enlightening, and all of them are important. Men Speak Storytelling Event, 6 p.m., Luminous Brewhouse, 504 Broadway. Is your home falling down, dilapidated, dingy, or downright disgusting? Are you wanting to sell but know that no realtor in their right mind would even come and take a look at your home? They would drive by and say goodbye, love. Why, oh, renovation is it out? Get a hold of Devin, and he'll come out, take a look, and make you an offer. Quickly, confidentially, and with no judgment. Whyorenovation.com. We buy crappy and make homes happy. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. Have you heard about the update to the 2023 Honda Pilot? No, tell me about it. The new Honda Pilot Trail Sport is a more rugged version of the Pilot that's made to play outdoors. It has a higher suspension and bigger wheels while maintaining the combination of luxury and performance so you can get dirty without sacrificing comfort. I like it. What about the interior? The interior has an 8-inch touchscreen and sporty black leather seats with orange stitching, and the new color options are pretty dang cool. Check out new Hondas arriving daily at Sheridan Honda. Hey, it's Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me on Fox Across America weekdays at 10 a.m. on News Talk 930 KROE.